Today we celebrate the memorial of St. Josephat, who uh, is a saint that I really wasn't familiar with before looking at the readings or looking at uh, his life today. And uh, even like going through the Liturgy of the Hours this morning, his name comes up and I'm like, this must be an optional memorial. I probably don't have to do this memorial. And then I look in the order and it says, oh no, he's an obligatory memorial. I was like, all right, we've got to do him today. Um, who's St. Josephat? Um, he's a saint we don't hear about too often, but he's a very important saint. Uh, he was living around the 1600s and uh, had a very important role with trying to unify the church in Ukraine, uh, especially the area of Kiev. Uh, Kiev is a very orthodox area. We say orthodox, we talk about like the, the, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church, uh, which is more of the, the Greek rites uh, of the church. And so uh, if you go back to about the, the 11th century uh, is when we had the split between the East and the West. Um, the Greek church and uh, the Orthodox church broke away from the Catholic church. Uh, and some of the churches have been slowly reunifying. Some of them have been coming back into union with Rome. Uh, and that's what St. Josephat was trying to do, was get some of the Orthodox churches to come back into communion with Rome. Uh, and he was being very successful at it. Um, that in Kiev, he was able to get several of the Orthodox churches uh, to come back into full communion uh, with the Catholic church. Um, and so because of his efforts, uh, he was killed. He was martyred. Uh, there's the sense that people despised uh, what he was trying to do, despised that he was trying to unify the church. Um, and th- that just makes me want to go, wow, like if that's how people are that, that okay maybe with the status quo of, of there being a separation between these two churches that they don't want to see unification. Um, and it makes, us, makes me question, like, is that something that we struggle with today as well? Um, I think we all have friends, we all have neighbors uh, who are not Catholic. Uh, and it's like, okay, um, like, are we just kind of okay with there being the separation? We believe that, you know, we hear in Ephesians 4, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. You know, one church, one flock, one shepherd. Um, like, what are we doing to try to unify the church throughout the world? If we have one common baptism, what are we doing um, to try to reach out to other people? Um, and I think of some of my best friends in the Air Force and the Chaplain Corps. Uh, when I went through boot camp and, and, and chaplain training, uh, of the 27 of us who were candidates, only four of us were Catholic seminarians. Everybody else was some form of Protestant, uh, and we had one Muslim. And so it's, 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 it's like, what were we trying to do to bridge our differences? You know, because we're one team. Uh, and that's, you know, when you look at the military chaplaincy, it's one chapel team. Like, we can't sit there and fight over our differences. We're called to minister to each of each other's denominations. Um, you know, and there's a sense in which we have our divisions of, like, I cannot do Protestant services. They can't do Catholic services. Uh, but we're still expected to minister to each other. And so we have to ask each other, like, what can I do for someone of your denomination um, that's within my bounds as a chaplain? Simple things. They'll ask me the same things. Two of my best friends in the Air Force Chaplain Corps are both Baptists. And they'll ask me, they'll call me, like, Dan, like, what can I do for Catholics at my base? You know, we don't have an active duty priest. I remember a couple of years ago, they had a hurricane hit uh, the San Antonio area. My buddy Andrew says, Dan, like, we had to cancel masses on base. Like, they're calling and asking, like, what can they do? It's a beautiful moment of collegiality for, for someone who's not of the same faith as us to call and say, how can I reach out to someone of your faith? And that's what St. Joseph was trying to do. And so I think it's really important that that's the attitude that we have, um, that when we're trying to figure out, you know, how can we minister to our brothers and sisters who are not Catholic uh, in a way that helps to invite them in, um, that we're making sure that we leave the, the channels of communication open uh, and not putting up walls. It's one thing to be firm, you know, and, and to not, uh, to, um, what's the word, not to, um, I'm thinking of a particular word, uh, and I can't, get it. I can't get it right now. Um, but, like, not to, to compromise, that's what it is, not to compromise on our faith, uh, but at the same time, we have to be able to, to be flexible, to know, 
Like, how do we let somebody in without losing our own faith? At the same time, how can we help them to grow towards that unification? If we're all growing together towards God, then we're all going to be there. We're all going to find that unity. And so that's the goal. If we're all moving towards God, then it's just inevitable that we find that unity. And so that's what St. Joseph Fat was doing. And we pray for his intercession today that we may have the same attitude, just to be able to grow so much towards God that we meet everybody else at the same place. We all have the same goal. It's just a matter of making sure that we're walking with people uh, and not trying to hold them back as well.